Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? 411 Teen is a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. 411 Teen provides a forum to examine and discuss various issues and events that confront, intersect, and sometimes interrupt our daily lives. So tap into the pulse this hour. 411 Teen features FAST, Florida Alliance for Assistive Services and Technology. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and joining me via the Zoom platform, I welcome Eric Reed. Eric is the Executive Director of FAST and a Financial Loan Program Director. Eric, welcome to 411 Team. Thank you very much. We really look forward to being here for this time. Glad to have you. Marquesas Blimes. She is the Assistive Technology Specialist and heads Regional Demonstration Center here in Tallahassee. Hi, great to be here. So glad to have you. So again, welcome to both of you for taking your time to share the uh, I, things that FAST does. That's what we really want to do. The Florida Alliance for Assistive Services and Technology is a nonprofit organization that provides Floridians of all ages with disabilities to assistive technology. FAST is funded by the United States Rehabilitation Services Administration and the Florida Department of Education Division of Vocational Rehab. FAST provides, again, assistive service for individuals with all disabilities. Is that correct? That is correct. Any limitations? There are not. Wow, that's great. Okay, I just started wanting to make sure I'm saying it right and not giving out the wrong information. Now, also, it says all ages, right? That is, that is correct. We have all ages, all disabilities, um, and family members, support people, um, allied health, educational employees, anybody that is going to need knowledge or get their hands on assistive technology is open to come to our program and and share what we have. Okay. And so those who work with folks who have the need for assistive services and technology are eligible to come and and find out about it too. That's what I hear you saying, right? Yep. That is correct. Well, that's pretty good. You can't beat that. (laughs) (laughs) Just what is for the listening audience, assistive technology. What are we talking about when we say that? I mean, it sounds really broad. So give me some examples. Tell me what that means. So assistive technology is anything that is used to increase or improve someone's functional capabilities, um, specifically someone with disability. It can be as low tech as a post-it note to help you remember things. Mm Um, or it can be as high tech as a computer software program that allows someone to use control a computer with their eye gaze. Okay, so just about like you said, everything. I, I keep being stuck on that because that is really pretty good. <laughs> okay, um, you know, speech communication devices. I guess hearing and visual aids, all those devices 
for daily living and mobility equipment. I mean, all of that, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Recreation, sports, and leisure as well. We try to help people access computers, um, smart home devices, acts of um, daily living. Mobility, vehicles, all of that is, is included in assistive technology. Okay. What cost is involved now? Do you accept insurance or how does that work? So all of the all of the services that we provide are free. Um, oh, wait a minute, Eric. This is just <laughs> too good. You know, you take care of everyone and they're free. That's right. From That's the right. womb to the tomb. Exactly. <laughs> no, there is no no charge to any Floridian um, whatsoever. Uh, all of our all of our grant funding provides the services at, at no cost. So people can come in and, and take advantage of it and I'm sure we'll get more into the mm -hmm. into all the services, but that includes not only just seeing what we have, but taking it home with you to try it out. Oh wow! It's How does one? Important yeah, go know. right ahead, Marquesas. Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. So FAST is the assistive technology program for Florida, but mm -hmm. there is an assistive technology act program in every state in America. Well, you so every person with a disability is entitled to access to the assistive technology that's going to help them live independently. Well, you anticipated my next question because I was going to say, is this just in Florida or do you have, you know, pay, uh, sister, brother organizations in, in other um, states? So you've answered that. Well, given this, then, then how does one access your services? I mean, do they have to be referred by a case manager? Can they self-refer? I mean, what? how does one access the, the INR, the information and, and referral services? Sure, there's no, there's no set way they need to go through that. We do not work on a referral basis. Um, certainly any, any other agency or insurance can, can refer people to us and we try to make sure they know about us so they can do that, but anybody can come to us at any time. Um, again, there's there's no limitations to what would um, cause somebody to come to us. So there, there's no no way that we would turn them away and say, we didn't get a, a referral from this source or that source. We don't, we don't ask for that. We don't look for that, nor is any of that necessary. Correct, okay. and there's no proof of disability required. You just call us and we're there. This is too good to be true. This, I mean, I applaud you. That is fantastic. Now, share with us right now the the contact uh, numbers and address and how one obtains more information. They're listening to this program and they're thinking, ah, oh, maybe my cousin could take advantage of this or, you know, my husband or whatever. Um, how do they access you? So the two easiest ways are you can call us. Uh, our easiest number to remember is 1-844-FLFAAST. So always remember to put that second A in mm -hmm. the word fast. Um, and then online, www.faast.org. And go to our website. And there's multiple places on that website where you can enter your name for more information. You can email us directly whatever the case is. Um, so that, that would get you to us here at headquarters, mm -hmm. uh, Tallahassee, the easiest, and then we'd be able to get you to your, to a center that serves you the best uh, around the state. 
Okay, so you do have, that's what, that was my next question. Do you have satellite offices? What is the process? What if somebody is in, you know, I don't care, where? Miami, Orlando, <laughs> do you have satellite offices or what's the process there? Yes, ma'am. We have 12 locations throughout the state of Florida. So we cover all 67 counties. Um, and we have best representatives available to try and help everyone, even in the rural rural counties. Okay. Um, so you have 12 of them, and then they, they all come into you, who kind of serve like the network, and then we'll tell them exactly or redirect them as, as far as where they need to go. Yeah, that that's one. You can also go to our website, and um, you'll find a list of all of our demonstration centers and reutilization centers on our website, um, and that would give direct contact information uh, for the centers as well. So somebody can certainly reach out to them directly. That gives a list of the counties that are served, so they they can find that information themselves, or we're more than happy happy to direct them um, as necessary. Do you also not have a feature? I think it was about uh, provider directories. Is that a feature you have, where you have directories of various providers in the area? So the, the provider directory is basically our demonstration center okay. um, and our reuse centers, correct? Okay. So there are a number of options that people can take to access assistive services and technology. Absolutely. What about students who may be ADHD, whatever, may have some developmental delays, how do you coordinate this with the schools? So the school system generally has an assistive technology professional that mm -hmm. works with the students one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And I have had some come into the local office and they'll call us and ask for assessments or ideas for assistive technology for their particular cases. Um, but again, there's no referral needed. I've also had parents reach out and say, you know, we really want to be able to communicate just yes and no. So they'll come in and borrow a simple button pushing device that when you push one side, it says yes. Other side, it says no. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do provide all students in Florida assistive technology as requested. Do you assess the individual, for example, they may think they need this and maybe they need a different type of assistance than what they had anticipated. I mean, once they get there, is there the avenue for them to be evaluated to determine if what they're requesting is indeed exactly what they need? So we don't do formal mm -hmm. documented, documented assessments, but we do what's called demonstrations. So we will e either go to the person's house or school or they can come to us and we'll try to address the need by taking out different pieces of technology and trying it hands on with the person. Um, for example, someone that has maybe limited mobility with their hands. We'll try out a couple of different shaped keyboards, uh, maybe one with bigger buttons, maybe a keyboard designed for single hand use. Mm -hmm. um, so we just kind of try do a trial and error in-house, and then they can choose up to four devices to take home with them and try. Okay. And if this is a, a device that is used in the school, um, 
you will, what I'm hearing you saying, that you will go to the school and help those, help those staff um, learn how to use this particular device, if that's necessary. Yes, ma'am. We do offer professional development training in assistive technology. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really very impressed and glad to hear that. Um, let's start to look at what we'd like to do. I'm going to take a break shortly. Um, but I want to tell you what where we're going to go. Let's. I'd like to look at the various programs. I know, like for example, you have device lending and equipment recycling and financial assistance. And I'd like to look at each one of those when we do return, because I think that that would be very helpful to know and to get a thorough picture of that. You're tuned in to four one one team a conversational forum for teens and other interest folks. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and joining me are staff from FAST. If you're just tuning in, the program is 411 Team. This hour, we are featuring FAST. And joining me at this time via the Zoom, again, I welcome Eric Reed. He's the Executive Director and the Financial Loan Program Director on the Marquesas Blinds, and she is the Assistive Technology Specialist. She also heads the Regional Demonstration Center in Tallahassee. As I mentioned before we went on break, I'd like to go over the various programs that you do have. Um, for the listening audience so they get a real feel for for what is happening, um, exactly what FAST does and, how again, how one can become involved. Now, what role does the community play? I mean, do you interface with the community at all? Um, yeah, I think we, we try to get out to as many... Uh, community events that we can um, mm -hmm. and statewide events as well of course we mm -hmm. we participated in were exhibitors or and or presented um, about fast and assistive technology at about six different statewide conferences this summer um, and then now that the summer's over the more local localized events happen so here in Tallahassee we'll be presenting at those um, have exhibit booths so people can gain information. And then around the state, all of our other centers also go out into their communities and do the same thing. Okay. Device demonstrations. What does that mean? And who is eligible to participate in it? And what, what does that involve? Give us an example of a device demonstration. Um, so a device demonstration is when someone either comes into the FAST headquarters or we go out to their home and we bring a couple of assistive technology devices to them so that we can teach them hands-on how to use it. An example would be someone with a visual impairment may want to try out some software that will read the text on their computer screen in a computer-generated voice. Uh -huh. um, so they may also want to try out a software that enlarges all the content on the, on the screen. Mm -hmm. So depending on what the need is, I will take, the, uh, take one of our laptops loaded with the software out to them, or they can come here and we'll kind of try out each one. And from there, just stick together assessing 
how well and how appropriate the technology is working for them before we then move toward them borrowing a device to take home. For Let's say, for example, they need a laptop to operate the particular technology, assistive technology that you're offering them. Would you provide that laptop and would you provide instructions or training as to how to use that laptop? Because I would think that that may be a barrier for some folks. Yes, ma'am. We do provide skill development training and technical training. So they'll take a laptop home with them. Um, assuming we went over the software in depth during our demonstration, they're mm -hmm. always able to call me or a fast representative in their area. And our job is to troubleshoot with them and make sure that they are able to experience the full range of what that um, device can do before they make an informed decision going forward about what device will you know, most enhance their quality of life. Now, what about children? I mean, how does this work with children? And I ask this question simply because they may not know or you may not be able to train them to use the technology. So are parents involved there, teachers involved there, staff? I mean, how, how does that work? Yes, ma'am, all of the above. Parents will come in to the demonstration center. Sometimes the parents will meet at FAST with their occupational therapist or speech therapist, mm -hmm. and we'll kind of just get into all the toys, all the devices, and see what the child best responds to. And a lot of times it turns into a therapy session here at the office. So I'm just kind of in the background while the therapist, the patient, and the parent are working together. So I'm just pulling out devices as we see what mm -hmm. needs arise during the session. Well, if it's determined, I'm just, again, trying to find the limit to which this goes. If it's, let's say someone comes into the office, um, they're looking for a particular piece of equipment or assistance with visual impairment. Um, but it's something that maybe an occupational therapist would help them with in addition that they may benefit from. Now, do you provide those types of services? Do you provide an occupational therapist? Do you provide physical therapy? Or is that covered someplace else? No, ma'am, we do not provide okay. therapy services. We do provide referrals. Okay. Uh, our information and assistance man, Mr. Tim McCann, he yeah. knows mm -hmm. uh, all there is to know and who to call and where to go. So we really count on him a lot for making those appropriate referrals throughout the state. Well, that leads me to another area, which is intake and referrals. And how, how is that process? What does one do uh, with intake and referrals? Can they do it on the phone? Can they do it uh, email? I mean, how do they do it? And what kinds of issues or questions do they need to be familiar with before they call to be able to answer the questions that may be posed? So the easiest way is by phone. Uh, Tim McCann, again, he he mans our phones uh, for the whole state. Um, uh -huh. okay. as, well, as well as the, the centers around the state, they certainly take their own calls too. But right. Tim takes statewide phone calls and responds to emails. Our info at fast.org um, email address will go straight to him. And so really we get 
uh, a lot of general broad questions mm -hmm. uh, for people just seeking advice, not really knowing where to go and what to do. And we also get a lot of very detailed questions with people that have been involved in in the disability world and know exactly what it is they need. They just need to, you know, to pull the trigger somewhere just to find out exactly what um, what phone number they need to call. So Tim can provide everything from really doing a kind of an assessment of, of their needs over the phone and finding the best resources, whether it's another state agency, whether it's another nonprofit, um, whether it's private resources that are needed. Um, grant funding is a, a big question that we get um, a lot. So he's got a, a funding guide that he uses to, to try to find uh, grant resources or uh, public benefit sources that people may not be um, familiar with. So those are probably some very common ones. Um, and then also mm -hmm. just finding out information about different types of assistive technology and people aren't familiar with what might be able to help them. So between Tim and Marquesas or between Tim and the demonstration center that is near the, the caller or the emailer, they're able to work together and, and get that person on the right path. Okay. What are your hours? I mean, uh, our normal business hours are yeah, nine to five Monday through Friday, but of course our our email is open all the time, our mm -hmm. voicemail is open all the time. So we're gonna we're gonna take a lot of calls and a lot of emails over the weekend that we try to get back to everybody as quickly as we can um, on Monday morning. But our office doors are typically open on a Monday through Friday normal hour basis. And physically, where are you located? Could, could someone just stop by the office if they wanted to? Yeah, yeah, okay. they sure can. Um, we certainly prefer a phone call first just mm -hmm. to make sure somebody will be here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as I mentioned, we get out to the community quite a bit. So um, it's not always guaranteed somebody will be here during all those hours. But in Tallahassee, we're right off John Knox Road on Delta Boulevard. Um, so pretty centrally located for, for everybody to get to a uh, a bus line is just about two blocks away from our office doors, so uh, we're we're fairly accessible for everybody. Um, and then our our centers around the state, uh, just briefly, not with addresses, but we're located in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, uh, Fort Myers, Sarasota, Tampa, Jacksonville, Gainesville. Uh, Lando Lakes mm -hmm. and Pensacola. Pretty good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, so that's good because it seems it sounds like you're taking care of all the various areas of the state. You know. Yes. Yes. We were we were actually able to to get some increased funding two years ago, and this will be our second year of it. And with that funding, we were able to increase from six centers around the state to twelve centers around the state. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as increasing our reutilization centers from five to 10. So we really almost doubled um, our service area, which really allows us to reach the rural communities a whole lot better than we were. Great. That's great. What about the role, and I'm kind of jumping, I know we haven't covered all the programs, but as you were saying this, I thought about, again, the community. Let's say there's an organization or a group that, would like to have just a general demonstration um, discussion about FAST and what you do. Um, is that something 
that an organization could call you and ask you, to, you know, let's say maybe we're having a, a just a general meeting and we would like to introduce our listening audience to the resources that are available in the community. Can they call you and ask you if you could come and, and do a 15, 20-minute, whatever it may be, presentation on what you have available to offer to the community? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, public awareness is one of our core services. So we are out and about um, collaborating with other human human service agencies. Uh -huh. um, we go out and we present. We, we set up tables at the resource fairs. We really do try and get connected with the other nonprofits locally and throughout the state so that we can best partner together to offer people with disabilities the comprehensive services they're entitled to. Well, I'm thinking even that you said the other nonprofits, but I'm thinking maybe of a parent meeting at a school. Yes, ma'am. And they would have think, oh, it would be great if we had FAST come in and share what they do and what they are about um, just for the parent, you know, so that they are familiar with, with what's going on. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. We're connected with um, a couple of foundations and parent organizations support groups here in town. Um, so we do go and present there. We also present with Rotary Clubs and other interested, uh, you know, civic groups. So we do try to get as boot, um, as many boots on the ground as possible. Mm -hmm. letting, Good. letting people know we exist has been a big part of our strategic plan for the last couple of years. So thank you very much for helping us with that. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I, I know it's important because, you know, when you're out and about and you're talking with individuals and you mention something and, and folks say, what? I didn't know that it was. A, are you sure? You must be kidding. That that doesn't exist. And I thought I need to do a program on fast. I have done one, but it was years. Been a while back, and I think you have the resources that are so valuable to folks who are in need, and they may not know that you're there. In fact, they don't know that you're there. So that's why I um, ask. Do you do? And you may have answered this, but I'll ask it anyway. How do you assess or determine community needs? So for community-wide needs, mm -hmm. we, do, we do depend on our collaborations with the other agencies in town. So for example, there's an event um, put on by SportsAbility. Uh, well, that's the event, SportsAbility. It's mm -hmm. with, what's the company? SportsAbility Alliance. SportsAbility yeah. Alliance, yes. So they bring out recreation equipment for a big event in the spring, and we partner with them for that um, by providing some of our hand cycles. Um, I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> and then we also, you know, a lot of other community means. So a good example is Able Trust. Um, they do a lot of work with employment. Mm -hmm. And so they have a big month coming up, um, Disability Employment Awareness Month. So we'll help them with getting that word out. That's another resource where we can go out to employers and teach them about assistive technology mm -hmm. uh, and kind of work work with Able Trust and help to, to share what they're doing to get more people with disabilities employed. And we kind of come into play with that because obviously if there's more people with disabilities employed, there's more of a need for assistive technology in the workplace. And a lot of times employers don't 
don't know that or don't know about it or don't know how easy it can be to, mm-hmm. to provide that. So we we can get out into the community in those types of ways um, where we're even working with organizations or with companies that are not disability related, but will certainly benefit from knowing about both our services and just the great work that can be done by people. Well, and that kind of leads into my question because, Eric, then then you are advocating for those with disabilities to maybe be in in higher education, to be in various jobs that they may think they're not, they can't do, that it's limited. And it's not limited because you, you've got or you'll find whatever they need to, to do a good job, whatever it is. Exactly. Empowerment. That's yes, a key that's word in our mission statement is exactly. to empower individuals with disabilities. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Let's talk about, I know, um, I guess it's pretty self-explanatory, but I think the listening audience would benefit from us exploring this, is device lending. So again, someone comes in, there's a device that they need, um, and they can just borrow that from you? Yes, ma'am. We provide short-term loans, 30 to 60 days generally, um, of assistive technology to people with disabilities, um, as Eric mentioned, could be speech therapist, could be a family member, or anyone who is interested in learning more about um, assistive technology. We have Generally, there's about four reasons people would take out um, okay. a loan and borrow well, advice. Share those with you with us, if you don't mind, so that they might have an idea of if they would be eligible or not. Right. So, again, every Floridian is eligible to participate in our program at no cost. Um, but the reasons people often use the lending library is to assist in decision making. Um, to find the technology that is most appropriate for them in their lives. Um, We also have people that borrow devices to serve as a loaner while they're Mm -hmm. waiting maybe for their current device to be repaired or while they're waiting for Mm -hmm. funding to come through for their device. Mm -hmm. We have people borrow devices just kind of on a short-term accommodation. Maybe they're recovering from a surgery and they need some accommodations for maintaining their employment or mobility. Um, And, of course, for professional development, Um, professionals in the technology field often come in and borrow devices so that they can learn what's new and learn how how they can utilize it to help their patients and clients. Okay. And in borrowing these devices, I need to ask you about the maintenance of them. When they're borrow, when they're borrowing, are they responsible for the maintenance? Do you do the maintenance? Let's say something happens to that particular um, piece of equipment. Um, maybe the dog knocks it over. Um, how is that addressed? So the good news is we do not have that ha- happen very often. The other <laughs> good news is we get warranties, big, big fat warranties on all of our <laughs> devices. Uh, because we we do have those high dollar devices, mm-hmm. some of the, some of them can cost upwards of twenty thousand dollars. But that's kind of the point of the program. No one wants to go and drop twenty thousand dollars on a on a device if they haven't tried it out first. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, so that- insurance will only cover a device every five years, a device of that expense. So we really, really want to help people 
drill down and target exactly. Hold, hold your thoughts, Marques. Uh, Marques, just one second. We're going to take a brief break. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. You're tuned in to 411 Teen, a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. This edition of 411 Teen salutes the Florida Alliance for Assistive Services and Technology, FAST. FAST values each individual's right to achieve their highest potential and the possibilities that can be realized through collaborative efforts focused on the goal of improving life for Floridians with disabilities. Marquesas, I had to interrupt you. I know you were kind of finishing up talking about uh, device lending, but was there anything else that you wanted to say or anything that you wanted to add, Eric, to that? Um, I would just add that on top of it being a free service, it also includes that we will ship it to people. Um, obviously, everybody won't be able to get into the office. And while we do serve 67 counties, that still includes a lot of rural areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of the program does include that we will ship anything to somebody and we'll ship it back to us all at all at no cost. Um, they are able to, again, go to any of the demonstration centers to to borrow it from them directly. Or you can actually go to our website and you can check things out online and that gets the process started and gets us uh, boxing it up and ready to go to you. Okay. Now, do you also have equipment recycling? What does that involve? So we have, yes, we have reutilization of what we call a reuse program. Mm -hmm. Uh, We actually partner with uh, 10 different centers for independent living around the state um, as our I guess, benefactor of some of our funds to to help them improve their reutilization programs um, so they can serve more people um, with the money they already receive and then the money we give them. So basically, most of that ends up being durable medical equipment, uh, which is aids for daily living. It's um, some basic mobility. It may be some shower aids, shower chairs, that type of thing, um, scooters, oh, power chairs. Okay. Okay. So people donate those, right? They they don't need them at some point for one reason or the other, and they get donated. And the Centers for Independent Living are typically the, the agency that ends up getting them throughout the state. So we've partnered with those centers, and um, the funding is available to help those centers refurbish them, um, get them cleaned up, get new batteries in a power chair maybe, get missing parts put back on. Um, and then all of that is given back out to the community at no cost. Okay. Um, there are, what, 12 FAST regional demonstration centers throughout the state, and they all offer training and demonstrations and a wealth of, of technology-related services. How yeah. do, do they all offer the same thing, or is it, you know, specified what they offer and maybe it might be some other center that offers what is needed for this particular client. How does that work? 
No, they all offer the the same services. All of our core services are handled at the the demonstration centers. Uh, when it does come to reuse, those separate a little bit. Um, every demonstration center is not a reuse center, mm -hmm. uh, so that we do have a few additional reuse centers um, on top of the the ones that the demonstration centers that act as that for us. But all of our core services that that you had mentioned: device loans, device demonstrations trainings, information and assistance, all of that takes place at all of our 12 centers around the state. Someone's listening. They hear what a dynamic program this is. Do you have room for volunteers? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Love. What's the they process? What can help. they do and how they can how can how should they go about contacting you? I will hit y'all with the phone number again. Okay. 1 Eight four four F L F A A S T and the website www F A A S T O R G. Okay. Now, as far as volunteers, in what capacity do you use them? I like to use volunteers for whatever they are interested in doing and whatever I don't have time to do. <laughs> it's a, I mentioned it's a dynamic, multifaceted program. So I have volunteers programming iPads. I have had volunteers come in and sort through the old paperwork and shred things. I've had volunteers assemble medical equipment and new devices. I've had volunteers try and repair things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it goes great. Other times... <laughs> Not so much, but they mean well, and their help is, it's very needed and very appreciated. Okay, so it's just a matter of contacting you. And same thing would be, would be the same procedure if there's an organization that may want to, to donate. Um, and I'm sure you, that you must have donors that you accept from, Correct. We actually just uh, amended our statute so that we can accept oh. donations and fund and do some fundraising. So, mm -hmm. yes, any interested party is welcome to okay. call that phone number. <laughs> okay. Eric, as executive director, and I know you're relatively new to the job, um, but what do you find the most challenging component of working with FAST? the really the the collaboration is and not that collaborating with other agencies isn't is difficult it's getting all of the resources that all of the different disability organizations offer all in one place and being able to make somebody who needs those services comfortable in navigating through them um so that's really something that we're looking forward to really focusing on um as we move forward into a new fiscal year for us and uh, start creating a new strategic plan is to really work on how to how we can as the assistive technology program for the state really provide a more well-rounded resource for all of the different organizations around the state that provide some sort of assistive technology as marquesas mentioned earlier most schools have a at program specialist um, other organizations have different types of device lending libraries, but they're all kind of separate for who they can serve. 
um, and they're limited based on, you know, on what their funding is for. So mm -hmm. us as the overarching program that can serve everybody uh, with all disabilities and all ages, uh, we need to be that leader and make sure that when people come to us, um, they're getting all the information that they need on all of the other different services that are out there. Um, and there's a lot of them. And so it's a lot of different people to to get on board and to to make sure that we're all working together okay. properly. How has the coronavirus impacted you? How did you all do through COVID? Were there any particular trends that you saw due to COVID? You know, I think we I think we navigated that pretty well. Um, we just from an office standpoint, um, quickly, you know, jumped on the work from home and were able to get our own technology to all of our employees quickly and, and without any real hiccups in providing services. Um, of course, you know, a lot of what we do is in person, so that had to slow down for a while. Um, and so I think across the state with our centers trying to do device demonstrations and trainings over Zoom mm -hmm. is a little more difficult than doing them in person. But we we did the best we can and we, you know, we certainly did not stop shipping things to people and letting them um, get their hands on them and then us try to do a Zoom with them um, with a comparable uh, piece of AT on the other end and show them how to do it. And um, it certainly increased our sanitation procedures when we got things back into the office. Uh, but all in all, we were able to to continue and, and still serve. The needs didn't go away. Um, of course, people still needed it. And mm -hmm. in some cases, maybe even more uh, based on being at home more often, uh, maybe they lost the ability to have a piece of assistive technology at school for their child because now they were at home, um, or they just found themselves needing different AT while they were at home 24-7. So um, the needs certainly were there, uh, maybe even changed a little bit, and we we did all we could to to navigate and to adjust to them. Now, I know you've had open houses in the past. Is Have you reinstituted that, or is that something that you see coming in the fourth in the future? We haven't had one in a while, but mm -hmm. it's certainly something that would be, we've only, we've been in our office now Not just right. at a year. Um, okay. So I think we're still getting space situated, and we've got a couple programs that have kind of come and gone, and um, with some different grants. So I think that sounds like a, a fabulous idea for us to plan. Oh, okay. And you'll uh, get an invitation. Okay. <laughs> and I'll be there if I can with bells on. Okay. <laughs> um, as far as forthcoming events, is there anything that we need to be aware of? Any webinars that may be happening? Anything on information that we need to know about um, as the community that they might want to take advantage of? You know, they might want to come and they might want to check it out and see what is um, happening. Well, we do have our colleague Tim traveling actually this weekend. Where is he going? Orlando. A statewide event but in Orlando. I think when you hear this, he'll have already been come and gone from oh, the oh, okay. Florida yeah, Sands. This... He's at Florida Sands this weekend. So maybe some of the listeners will be there this weekend and they had had a chance to meet him already. Okay. And what now? And just what will he be doing there? Just. He'll have an exhibitor table, so he'll just be sharing information on okay. FAST. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else coming up? You know, it could be later. Just for the listening audience so that, again, they might be in touch with any webinars or trainings or whatever. 
We do locally have some events coming up. Okay. Um, couple of wellness fairs. We try to get to the rural county wellness fairs. Um, we have the Leon County Wellbeing uh, Vendor Affair also. Um, as far as webinars and trainings, we do have a YouTube channel, um, full access. We try to um, make our videos as accessible as possible. So there's sign language and there's also closed captions. Um, so we do have a pretty a pretty extensive training library there on our YouTube channel. And we also will have uh, two webinars coming up over the next uh, probably six weeks. They're not officially on the calendar yet, but there will be one for um, assistive technology related to recreation. Uh, we do have a, a grant program um, that's coming to a close shortly mm -hmm. um, that's geared towards individuals with spinal cord injuries. Mm -hmm. um, so that'll be a, a webinar, just letting people have one last chance to be able to borrow um, some of our hand cycles and other outdoor recreation um, and how they can actually purchase that um, assistive technology through our financial loan program, um, which is one one service we hadn't talked about yet. But uh, we do offer a financial loan program as mm -hmm. well to help people purchase the assistive technology that they need um, when it's not available through other sources or if we are the their preferred source to, to purchase it. Well, let's let's elaborate and talk some more about the financial loan program. I mean, what is what's the criteria? How does so we, one apply? Yeah, so um, again, through our website, they can apply. We have an application link on there, but the basic story of it is is it's a it's a revolt what we call a revolving loan program. So we have a pool of money that is available for. Um, us to use for that. We've received that money through different grants um, over the years. And so somebody can apply for a loan just like they would at a bank. Uh, mm -hmm. We really operate just like a, just like a bank would. Um, we pull credit, we do underwriting, we have a loan committee that, that reviews most of the loans, um, and then we make a decision. But where we differ from banks are that our credit criteria um, is much better than what a bank ever would be. Uh, we have the ability to approve people that that if they didn't have our resource, they would have to turn to predatory lending situations um, in order to get the money for the assistive technology that they need, or most likely just go without the assistive technology mm -hmm. that they need. So um, we we try to serve everybody we can. Um, we, we can't approve everybody, um, unfortunately, uh, because we do we do rely on being paid back. Uh, but we've come to find out that, um, you know, what banks think is a, a good borrower um, is not necessarily true. Um, we know that there's a, a story behind every situation and just looking at a credit report um, doesn't tell that story. So we try to we try to get to, to everybody that that we can and and overlook a lot that um, somebody just looking at a piece of paper would not be able to mm -hmm. um, and, and get the true story and and get that money out there so we can um, get that assistive technology funded. Um, what about community outreach? And I'm thinking outreach to, I know you have more centers now, but I'm thinking about outreach to the rural and underserved groups. Um, do you still have that community outreach? And if so, what does that involve? Yes, ma'am. So part of our public awareness services, mm -hmm. um, the staff, at all the 12 centers will go out into the rural counties. And a lot of times it looks like presenting at senior citizen centers or adult day stay facilities. 
Um, I've gone into vocational rehab offices, um, really just any interested party. We try and make sure that people know our name um, and that they can contact us. Okay. Um, community housing is a problem. Is this an area that your organization has addressed? I'm thinking about accessible, affordable housing. So we, that's one of those questions where we'll be involved as much as we can be uh -huh. um, and where, where we're able to be. Um, really all of our, you know, funding is directly tied to um, our core services with assistive technology. So outside of that, it's, it's we, we can't provide funding for housing or right. for rent, um, that type of thing. Uh, we, we can provide financial loans for disability-related modifications for accessibility. Mm -hmm. That's considered okay. assistive technology. Um, and we also have a couple very good partners that, that do that uh, typically for us, depending on what needs to be done. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it's uh, accessible housing. And now just affordable housing in general is a, is a difficult topic. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we try to be in that place the best we can, uh, but it's not a, it's not a core service of ours um, in any broad way of just housing services. I can tell you what Tim McCann, our information and assistance man would say about that. He'd say call your local center for independent living because okay. they, part of their core services are to help with affordable housing. And I know Ability First locally um, they're amazing. They have a great team for that. So, do you provide, and, and this is a really short, do you provide any information on, on consumer choice to your clients? Do you educate them concerning consumer choice, or is that an option? That's something that they can find out about? So essentially, we do just try to inform all of our clients to, to the best of our ability about what their options are. Mm -hmm. um, again, we try to demonstrate and train people on the technology that we do believe will be, be the best fit for them. Okay. Um, well, it's time out. And of course, I still have a thousand more questions, which means <laughs> you have to come back. But Perfect. Time, okay. We would time, love to. Time out for this edition of 411 Team. A special thanks to... Marquesas Blinds and Eric Reed from the Florida Assistive Services and Technology Program. Um, you're tuned in to 411 Team. Special thanks also to my listening audience for your time and your ear. Tune in next week, same time, same place to get the 411 or 411 Team. 411 Team was produced by Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Technical assistance was provided by Evan Rossi. If you would like to participate in the 411 team or have suggestions for discussion topics, call 850-645-7200. You can listen to previous episodes of 411 team at wfsu.org.